This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. With us today is former Speaker Newt Gingrich, a historian, a teacher, the Speaker of the House, and right now we are in a, well, a bad time in our country. Uh, And uh, Speaker uh, Gingrich, give us an update. If you were in charge, what the heck would you be doing? Uh, Because these are wild times. Well, I think, first of all, you always have to talk with the American people and work with the American people. Um, Abraham Lincoln once said that with, with public sentiment, everything is possible. Without public sentiment, nothing is possible. Uh, Reagan in his farewell address said, you know, people said I won great victories, but the truth is you, the American people, won all of those victories. So the first thing you gotta do is have a president who levels with the American people and lays out how dangerous the world has become uh, and what we have to do to keep America safe. Uh, and I think that until people realize how really dangerous things are, from North Korea to the Straits of Taiwan, uh, to the middle of the entire Middle East, uh, to uh, Ukraine, uh, to things happening in Latin America with places like uh, Venezuela or the growing power of the cartels in Mexico. This, this is far and away the most dangerous period we've seen since the 1930s and the rise of Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan. So, you know, we need to take it seriously. And what what scares me, I I read the report by the Independent Counsel, Mr. Herr, uh, you know, his explanation for why they would not charge President Biden is that no jury would believe that a man that old with a memory that bad could be capable of willfully doing something. Well, what is that? That's the commander in chief. Uh, I I thought for the first time that, that we are really drifting towards a constitutional crisis, because in a world this dangerous, you can't have a commander in chief uh, who doesn't know what he's doing or where he is. I agree with you a hundred percent. The fact is, uh, when it comes, the, the, some of the things he's done with Iran. And some of the things he's done with China, it's the fact is that, uh, like China, the batteries, it was a bipartisan agreement not to, to buy that many batteries for the electric vehicles from China, and he vetoed it. With, with Iran, uh, he took it from 400,000 barrels a day up to 4 million barrels a day and made Iran zillionaires again. I mean, I just don't understand. I, 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 I don't understand he, if he has a 30% approval rating, who is stupid enough to vote for him on a part of those 30%? I, I just don't know it, uh, 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 Speaker Gingrich. 
Well, look, I think there are hardcore Democrats who are going to stick with him a long, long time. Uh, but I also think that we're now in a situation where you have to recognize that <clears throat> this, this is beyond ideology. I mean, I think the points you're making, particularly about Iran and China, uh, you, you don't know whether it's ideology or it's corruption. We know that there have been Iranian agents in the Defense Department and the State Department, literally people whose loyalty was to Iran, are working in the Biden State Department and the Biden Defense Department. So you look at all that and you wonder, you know, what is going on here? Uh, and at the same time, uh, you have uh, all of this growing evidence of how much money has been paid to the Biden family uh, from China, Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania. I mean, it, it's astonishing. So you have a combination of corruption, ideology, and frankly, a guy who's increasingly cognitively challenged and, and may literally be out of it. I mean, it's, it's, it all comes together in a way that I think is uh, very, very sobering. Uh, Mr. Speaker, let, let's talk about the big picture Ukraine, Israel. I've always been a supporter of Israel, and and, and we made the uh, Iran so rich that they're funding uh, Hamas, they're funding uh, Hezbollah, they're funding uh, uh, the uh, Houthis, and every time what what President Biden tried to do is bring down the price of oil. It was down to sixty-eight dollars. They panicked. So they, they, they enlisted the Houthis to create panic in the, uh, in the Red Sea, in the Suez Canal. And the price of oil went back up to 77, 78. And, and uh, I don't understand if, if there's, uh, uh, we have a problem in the Suez Canal. And, and why don't we just go in and knock them all out? Uh, uh, the the hoodies, the terrorists attacking our our boats and, uh, and attacking uh, the shipping. Why why aren't we doing that? Why don't we have our military doing that? I I think this administration. Look, <clears throat> think of this as the third Obama administration, um, the third Obama term. Uh, Obama had this fantasy that we could somehow. Uh, for work out a deal with the Iranians, they would end up liking us, uh, and we could uh, somehow rely on them to solve problems in the Middle East. Now, the Iranian dictatorship is a religious dictatorship. Uh, the parliament in Iran routinely chants death to Israel and death to America. The Ayatollah Khamenei, who is the supreme leader of Iran, went on national television and said, I just want people to understand that uh, we are not saying this as a slogan. This is our policy. I mean, just just think about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you've got a you see you've got a country whose, whose dictatorship is saying to you, um, we are committed to um, destroying you, and you have a Biden administration. If, if you wanted to stop the Houthis and you wanted to stop the Hezbollah, you would start by stopping Iran because Iran funds all of this. The Iranians arm the bad guys, train the bad guys, fund the bad guys. 
And for us to simply focus on the puppets doesn't solve anything because it's the puppeteer who's the real problem. Yes, they, they, they are supplying the money, which we gave them because President Biden caused the price of oil to go from $55 a, a barrel up to $100 a barrel at that point. That's right. And, and, and he lifted all the sanctions. So suddenly the Iranians could sell their oil on the world market. And it's, it, this is, you know, by any reasonable standard, this is madness. Uh, the, the, the United States is following a policy which weakens our own economy, increases our dependence on the world, strengthens our enemies. And you have to look at that and think, you know, are these people deliberately anti-American? Or are they just stunningly incompetent? Ukraine. And I don't think we know. Ukraine. What the heck is going to happen there? You know, uh, unfortunately, I'm one of the people that hear from some of our intelligence sources, and a lot of the product we gave the Ukraine to defend themselves and to fight um, ends up in bitcoins of of certain uh, ministers. That's why oh, bitcoins have right. gone. Yeah, bitcoins have gone from seventeen thousand. I think it hit a new high on Friday of forty-seven thousand, forty-five thousand. Um, and then the United States says to the people in Ukraine, "We're giving you this, but you're not allowed to cross over the Russian border." I, I didn't right. understand that. Well, that, that's because Putin literally threatens nuclear war. I mean, yes. Putin's position is: I get to attack them. They do not get to attack me. And if you equip them to attack me, I'll go to nuclear weapons. Yes. And I think they have absolutely convinced the Biden administration. You know, in a lot of ways, and you know this is a great businessman who's done a lot of deals. Sometimes the question is who intimidates who? And when Donald Trump was president, it was very clear that Trump intimidated all these guys. And they didn't want to mess with him. They didn't want to take any big risks. Uh, they certainly didn't want to get in a fight with him. Biden is the opposite. And now, of course, you have this report from the special counsel who says the reason we would not take him to trial is he's too old and he's too pathetic uh, and uh, his memory is too bad. And the jury would never believe he was deliberately doing anything because they don't think he's capable of being deliberate. Now, imagine every senior leader in the world, uh, Putin in Russia, Xi Jinping in, in China, uh, you name it. All of them got a briefing this week based on the report and then based on Biden's own behavior. I mean, he, he, he talked about having chatted with two national leaders, one German, one French, both of whom were dead at the time he said he talked to him. At the press conference where he was going to reassure us how smart he was, he mistook the president of Egypt for the president of Mexico. Um, <clears throat> you know, and you watch that and you realize, this is the guy under our system who is commander in chief. He's the guy scary. who has scary. Yeah, yeah. What is he has an army officer with him at all or air force at all times holding a briefcase which has all of the codes for launching nuclear missiles. Now, if he made the same I, wrong decision on nuclear mess that he made in Afghanistan, ordering his people, even after they told him we shouldn't do it, get out of Afghanistan, he ordered the people, get out now. Right. Is he capable of pushing that button? Well, you, you don't have any idea. Or, or could he push the button by mistake? 
Yes. Uh, or, or could he behave so weak that we get pushed into a corner by either Russia or China or, or North Korea, which I think is the play. You have to pay attention to North Korea, Russia, China, and Iran all simultaneously uh, because any one of them could start a really huge war. Newt Gingrich, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you for being there for the United States of America, and thank you for your common sense, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Talk to you soon. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.